Welcome to your shelf or mine. I'm Becky Standel, Youth Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Welcome. Today's June 17th. 17th. I heard a little story that somebody said yesterday was June 17th. It wasn't me. No, Matilda <laughs> sent me that text. She's like, uh, did you mean tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> she, she's so, like, like, Mom, is today the 17th? I was like, no. You don't know what day it is. So it's yesterday. Hard. It's hard to know what day it is. Yesterday on our Instagram, I took a video of Austin describing what's been planted in the library garden, and I captioned it in the library garden, June 17th. And I asked him, I was like, what's the date? And he said, it's the 17th. So that's why I put it. Uh, I fully am passing the buck on that. Not my fault. It wasn't me. (laughs) See, you know, that's where it pays to be informed. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was a great video, too. Those plants look amazing. I think that garden is going to be spectacular for showing how you grow stuff and how you save seeds. I think that's I think that's a great use of that space. And you'll get benefit of vegetables. So, yeah. Yeah. He planted a lot of popcorn. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It's the black one, right? The black popcorn? Yeah. yeah. That'll be neat to watch pop. Mm-hmm. You, you can pop it in the to, library. Pop. You have to pop it in the library. Oh, the big one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that would be uh, cool. Make a video of that. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, but it wasn't coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on at the library? So you, um, you have been super busy. I have been super busy. It's pretty exhausting. Uh, I'd forgotten how much work it is to do my, like the social part of my job. After not doing it for a while, it's, it takes a lot. It takes a lot out of you. Um, but it's been really nice at the same time. So we have done. We started Monday our full um, drive-through pickup service. We had done the pilot the first two weeks of June, and um, now we're open for business. Our first poll of items, we had over 500 uh, requests that people had placed, and I don't know how many people that is, but it's like a a few hundred uh, at least. So like Monday when we opened, we did a Monday 10 to 1, and we did have some people show up a little early, and that was fine. We were ready, but probably the first 20 minutes, we'd had more people than come during the whole, like, week before. Yeah. They are so excited. 
they were really excited. It was like nonstop for the first 20 minutes. And we had like a line out to the street where there's like six or seven cars at one point. Nice. But, nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're getting like, you know, we got it down. So it's pretty quick. Yeah. Get people through. And a lot of returns too, because we started accepting returns. Wow. Um, I heard there were three boxes of returns. Yeah. Three of those bins just yeah. um, during their drive through on Monday. I um, was chuckling because when I was making phone calls for you on Friday, mm-hmm. I everybody was like, can I come today? Can I just come get them today? And I was like, no, no, you can't. And it was it was nice to see how excited they uh-huh. were. To, it, there was one woman who was driving. She was running an errand. She was driving away from town. And she's like, I pulled over just in case I can turn around and come get them right now. I was like, no, you can't. You just keep driving home. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them were a lot of them because I gave them the windows, which were your Monday mm-hmm. 10 to 1, Tuesday 1 to 4, and then Wednesday 4 to 7. So I gave them those windows and and the majority of them were like, I'm going to try to get there on Monday. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to get there. <laughs> I was like, OK, <laughs> they'll see you then. That was kind of nice, too. I was like, well, Becky and Jacob will be there <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> yep, we will. Yeah, that's exciting. I think that's fantastic that everybody's yeah. excited. And it's like a lot of, you know, people I haven't seen in a long time and like yeah. people, you know, like Jerry came through, Oh, did he? Leon, Leon came through oh, and I was nice. like, hey, everybody. Yeah. That's nice. I, I was chuckling because you know how when you are working, you don't necessarily know the names of every single patron who comes <laughs> in, but they seem to know your name. Mm-hmm. They, they know who you are. So I would call and I'd say, hi, this is Elizabeth from the Longview Library. <gasps> Elizabeth. It's been so long. I'm like, wait, do I know which one you are? <laughs> Eventually, after they talk a little while, you can figure out who it, who it is. But right, it and it's very is, funny. Doing it like this uh, is is funny too because there are like a lot of people that are like know you know because you see them all the time, but I don't necessarily know their names. But now, like, I'm putting those names with the people. That's cool. Uh, doing this this way. That's so. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and, and summer reading starts on Friday, right? Summer reading starts on Friday. So Jacob and I will be doing like a live story time in the morning and I haven't a hundred percent like put that together. I think it'll be nice. We can do it outside. Cause then I was like, so he'll have to be here and I'll have to be here. And then I'll read my story and then like move the camera so he can read his story. But I think if we could do it outside, it'll be like a lot easier. I think Daniel got the camera. It's supposed to come today. Yeah, yeah. So if you can do that, I have a meeting tomorrow. Oh, good. The media meeting. Ooh, AV. It's the AV club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because yesterday I made a um, like a beanstalk walkthrough. Like this is how you sign up, and this is how it works. Um, and I sent it to him, or he came and got it. so that he could put it up on YouTube. So it's there if you want to watch it. It's not, you know, the most thrilling video, but I think the information is really good. No, that's great. Um, yeah, so I talked to him a little bit about, like, the different videos we'll be making over the summer and, and what what we'll do. And he's really pretty hyped on it. He's like, I'll edit whatever you want me to. And I was like, yep. all right. Yep. He's very excited to do that. Yeah. That's good. No, I think, it, and then the camera that he got is pretty snazzy, so he should be able to rotate very easily between the two of you at opposite ends of whatever, so that uh, 
the tree outside. Yeah, I, and I think that he got the the nice microphone set up so he can hook that on to get the audio without it being, you know, right up in your face. Like like the professional television people do where they just hook that thing on there that gets the audio to the camera, not necessarily microphone. So. Right, right. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he went for the bonus model because it was on super duper sale. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll be doing a story time Monday, and then in the afternoon on Friday, we are doing a packet pickup, one oh, to good. four. Good. So um, through the drive-through, drive-through and pick up the packet. Jennifer made it a Facebook event, and there's like 72 people interested in coming, so Super. that could be pretty busy too. Yeah, we got all our um, books from Scholastic that the Rotary uh, generously paid for to give away to people, and. Um, yesterday we got them all sorted out so that, um, cause like, you know, the kids can't pick them this year cause they can't touch stuff. Um, but they'll just be able to, you know, they'll like, I'm going to be in third grade and we'll grab them. Yeah, third grade. Grade books. yeah. I've been thinking like when we have a vaccine and stuff, <laughs> um, it'd be fun You're to thinking do long term. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a book swap, like a oh, kid's book swap that so they can bring their books that they've read and, and trade them with each other for, for new books. Absolutely. So Rotary was also very generous to the school district because Axel, about a month ago, we did a pickup at the school and Rotary had two or three books for every kid. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. Good job, Rotary. Yeah, their literacy committee has been doing like lots of really good stuff. Well, and literacy is one of their global priorities, so that's awesome. Yeah, it is. We appreciate them. Yeah, we have uh, a couple thousand books. Well, a thousand and some. Mm-hmm. So not not quite a couple thousand. That's a lot. But like, it is a lot, and because like, so I ordered a bunch, and then when you order a X number of things from Scholastic, they'll like send you all these bonus books. Sometimes they're not as much of a bonus as you'd like. <laughs> I mean, they're additional books, uh-huh. and there were somewhere I'm like, uh, like I made a box where it's like these are all holiday books that I'm not gonna, you know, give to a kid right now. It's to be pretty disappointed if I was them and got a Christmas book in June. Right. <laughs> like every book I got. <laughs> exactly. It's like you scraped the bottom, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I, I set was... those ones aside. Yeah, when I was um, on the Rift board, we would they would go do the shopping at Scholastic down in Portland, and then they'd yeah. have all of these bonus books. And uh, you're always you kind of boggles your mind these books that are <laughs> handed out as the bonus books. You're like, how did that even get into Scholastic? <laughs> I don't even know. But they, I mean, they're great to give away and and. Kids will read pretty much anything if if it's in their hands. So we gave them away. Yeah, um, I definitely still much prefer going to the Scholastic sales and choosing the books because we get more like current titles, um, right? And like stuff I know is like the good stuff. Um, but that's just couldn't do it this year. They're not doing them, of course. No, no. You know, it's so funny because I think what we ought to do 
right now is just start making a small list of the things that we're looking for coming, looking forward to coming back. So like scholastic sales inside, mm-hmm. write that down. <laughs> I have a long list, like every like concert or oh, sure, day, sure. Um, sure. that I was planning to do this summer and has been postponed till next summer. Actually, no one got outright canceled. But um, I'm like, yeah, 2021, I'm going to be so busy going to, like, play the concert. <laughs> 2021, my child will actually be in school. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking forward to that. You know, it's, it, I mean, obviously we joke, but it's it's all in complete seriousness how how grateful we're all going to be when this is over and done. Yeah. I know I will. Yeah. I am uh, I am making some serious plans that involve some serious protection measures. <laughs> so I am looking forward to the day when that's not your first thought. Huh, I wonder if I need to have extra layers of protective gear on <laughs> before I leave the house. <laughs> it's not like just bring your umbrella anymore. So Yeah. Speaking of umbrellas, so Monday, yes. when we were really busy, at the drive-thru. It has no roof. So we'd put the pop-up out there for, like, because we have a little table for people who can walk up if they're walking or take the bus or whatever so they can come and get their stuff. Um, so we had that out, but even still, it got pretty drenched. And then there was one time where it was just, like, dumping and dumping. But I had my... um my hoopla branded umbrella that I got. <laughs> Shout out to hoopla. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, that helped. That's good. Yeah. There's that whole bucket of golf size umbrellas that are right by the back door too. I should grab some. It's too bad. I mean, you guys have four to seven tonight, right? That's mm-hmm. your, your window hopefully it stays nice and sunny yeah we got like a little shower yesterday but it was it was slower yesterday so it wasn't like standing out in it like monday that's good good. so um on your curbside pickup um anybody can do that now right yes yep you could just um place your holds on our website longviewlibrary.org and we will pull and prepare up to five of them a week and notify you uh, when they're ready to pick up. So I think this week we'll still be making individual phone calls to get the word out, but I think it's catching on pretty well um, so that we'll be able to turn the notifications back on and people can I think that'll be great. Yeah. (laughs) People can just see, um, you know, what the times are and then come to them. In your notifications, it's going to actually spell out your books are ready and you can pick them up at this time? Um, no, we have like a character limit. So I think I think I need to talk to Jennifer a little bit more about it. But I think we'll be able to say like, your books are ready to pick up at drive through Click here for times. And then uh, like, perfect. To the website where it says perfect. what they are. Yeah. I, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised at how many people asked me if those times and information about your holds was available online and I said yes it is thank you for asking (laughs) yeah so so it is and there's a there's a slide on the main page that you can click to to get there so if anybody 
doesn't know how to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's exciting. I I uh I am curious to see how the summer reading plays out this year because let's face it, the kids are definitely going to be less time on the computer here very soon because yeah. they've been on for such a long time. I think three months straight of every day having to be online. Yeah. So yeah, I've thought a lot about about that, like uh, online learning burnout, and I feel it too. Like I like ultimately decided, like there's that conference today, the small libraries conference, and then right, I saw that annual is next week. Next week, and I was like, I'm not gonna do it. Like, yeah, I'm webinared out. I signed up for annual because I wanted to see what their opening around the country looked like. I wanted to learn more about how they're addressing that and what people's plans for the future are, because obviously we, we are dealing with things differently than other areas because we haven't been hit nearly as, as badly as many, many other places in the country. So, you know, our reaction is, is equally as important, but we don't have, we don't have the population becoming ill or dying like other people, other areas do. So I'm curious to see what the rest of the country looks like. I'm also curious about, um, well, you know me. I mean, anything that has to do with leadership or helping friends groups or foundation groups grow and, and advocate. And, and I saw that there were a couple of sessions about that. So I'm going yeah. to go to those. Maybe I'll just uh, pick your brain. I looked through the sessions to see if there was like somewhere I was like, oh, I got to go. Mm -hmm. um, but there was one that was pretty interesting and it was about like recruiting like younger Young, people. Your people too. for your friends and foundation. Yeah, yeah, I signed up for that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll just, yeah. I'll just hear about it from you. Sure. Yeah. Take, take good notes. I will. You know, I think that since they're doing this all on recording or they they have the capacity to record all of these i think any of us who sign up for them should be allowed to to get the recordings oh and if, okay. if you can do that i'll just send you my information for you to watch the recording <laughs> I mean, because it's over it's done and it's mm -hmm. not like you're you need to pay for it anymore and then for it to be because it was it was 60 dollars, which is you know 20 bucks a day for the three days to watch and learn so seems worth it yeah that was that was one of the main ones where I was like oh that would probably be a good one yeah that and oh I signed up for several I did I did not find that there were you know how sometimes when you go to the regular conferences you have to choose because there's so many good ones at the same time mm -hmm. that wasn't that wasn't necessarily yeah. the case so they're very, very specific to age groups and areas. And, you know, there's a whole a whole slew of of options for technical services. So I think that, you know, processing and and making things safe <laughs> and in today's day and age is probably pretty, pretty high on everybody's list right now. So yeah. Jennifer, if she's going, she will have tons of things to choose from. And I think she is going. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll have plenty, plenty of brains to pick, which, uh, if you want, that's a perfect segue into my book. Okay. So this <laughs> week, uh, we are talking about a book with a one-word title, I hope. That's correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, so, yeah, what you chose, which book? 
Stiff. Oh, okay. The subtitle is The Curious Lives of Human Cadavers. Excellent. Yes, and it was by Mary Roach, and it's from 2003, so it's not a new book, but it was fascinating. And um, so I think I alluded to it, or I actually <laughs> talked about it quite a lot last time when we talked yeah. about the, the, will the cat, will my cat eat my eyeballs? Um, this book is kind of in that same line. It talks about what happens to bodies after they are dead, but she was talking mostly about how bodies are utilized by the medical community and scientific communities to do research after they're dead. And so when you um, allow your body to be used for science, if you donate your body to science, um, they will use it for anything that they want, essentially. <laughs> There's you, you, I don't, aside from the um, plasticization process where that German man will turn your body into plastic and, and pose you for the body works sculptures. Have you oh, seen that? Okay. Yeah. Um, aside from, you know, specifically donating to that, lots of people apparently don't designate where they want their bodies to go for science. They just want it to be used for scientific purposes. And so it could end up anywhere. And the, the ways that she describes, so this woman, she, uh, isn't a medical examiner. She's not a, she's not a mortician like the last author was. Um, but she does a lot of research and she does a lot of question asking and she manages to get into places or she did manage to get into places, not necessarily by invitation. She would just show up and then they would assume she was supposed to be there. And so that she would just watch these things happening, take notes and then go put it in her book. So she, um, talked about, the different types of uh, research that people do on cadavers, and it can range anywhere from, um, this is graphic, but it's like the first introduction to the book, the first chapter. She talks about walking into a room where um, heads that had been severed by chainsaw are sitting in roasting pans on medical tables for plastic surgeons to practice uh, facelifts so maybe you are going to be a facelift person but it, what it's what's interesting is that they'll they'll cut your body into pieces so the doctor who does the facelift needs the the face but they don't need the rest of the body so maybe the hand guy is going to do surgery on your hand so he gets the hands and then the podiatrist gets your feet and you know so your body could actually be dismembered and sent to different scientific locations for research to be done and you don't know where the rest of you yeah. is yeah yeah that is interesting you don't think of that like when I think of of cadavers I think of like a whole body cadaver for like a med like students mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but sometimes you know if you're only studying the internal organs, you don't need legs, you don't need arms, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. so somebody else who's studying something else could do those. Another thing that they study is at what point do maggots start to eat the the fat on your body? At what point do you, does your body give off gases? At what point? And so, you know, the process doesn't need a whole body necessarily for those things. Mm -hmm. They can just talk yeah. about specific parts of the body and how long it takes. The other thing is, you know, internal like organs. For forensics. Uh -huh, exactly. You know, there's that hot, I think it's the university in, is it North Carolina where they have that whole 
field of dead bodies. They've got mm-hmm. this whole thing. There was a special on television and yeah. about that. And um, they, you know, she talked about that where they have them at differing stages of decomposition and they keep records about, okay, so the temperature is this, this is what's happening to the body. And, and this is how it's going to happen to help with identifying things for forensics where, when did that body die or, or what were the circumstances mm-hmm. that caused it to rot or whatever. And, but, it, but it was very, very good, very, she's got a lot of footnotes. So you'd like that, <laughs> but um, she, uh, she talks a lot about, you know, the future of, of um, cadavers and maybe the future is now because she talked about composting bodies and we now have the mushroom, the mushroom suit that you can have yourself buried in. Did you hear about that? So, so it's a real thing and um, you can, uh, I don't know what States allow it, but you can, I think Washington actually allows it. You can, um, instead of being in a coffin, you can be wrapped up in this suit that has mushroom spores and you become, you could be, you become composted. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, you might be feeding the next generation of jackals out there. Who knows? <laughs> All right, we don't we we don't have jackals in Washington, <laughs> but we do have animals that like to dig things up. So yeah, like coyotes. And stuff. Yeah, there's coyotes right out by my house, as a matter of fact. But the whole thing, the whole thing, this whole story, this whole book was kind of um, talking about how important cadavers have been to medical science forever, for as long as people have been trying to learn how to fix or repair the human body so um she started off she talked very long time about um grave robbers from you know the 17 1800s where um people would actually be paid to bring Uh dead bodies and um you know frankenstein uh but um, it was a great book. I liked it a lot. It was different. You know, last week, last podcast, I told you mm-hmm. that um, that book, The Will My Cat Eat My Eyeballs, was was really not a deep book. It was very informative, but it wasn't, you know, let's talk about the process of all of these things. It was answering mm-hmm. these very specific questions that were given by young people. This one, she goes into a lot of detail about what's happening with the different parts of your body and where it's going and, and what you could expect if you were to donate yourself to science. <laughs> Becky's phone just took a dive. <laughs> so um, I would say if you're interested now, if you're interested in what happens to your body, scientific research, etc., I would say go for it. If you are squeamish and if you get ill from reading about kind of gross things, don't read mm-hmm. it because it's really gross. I mean, what happens to your body after you're dead? It's gross. It's what they do, what they I mean, it's it's not it's not fancy at all. It's, it's, uh, they get in there, they take you apart, they peel things back, they poke things, they pop things. It's gross. <laughs> so, so if that makes your stomach turn, I don't think you'll like it. But if you're interested in, in learning about what, what your, your, uh, body sack turns into <laughs> after yeah. you're, after you're done, exactly. <laughs> when you're done then uh it's it's really an interesting book um so do you think like maybe if you read 
will my cat eat my eyeballs? And then you're like, more than than read stuff. I think you could do that easily. Yeah, I too, uh, you know, and and I would also encourage you to read more current um, information about uh, cadavers um, because this was 2003. So it's been 17 years Mm -hmm. and so many things have happened over the last 17 years. One of the things was um, that she talked about in this was the um, there's somebody in Sweden who will uh, she has perfected the system of freeze drying your dead body and then Mm -hmm. and then uh, grading you up for compost. True that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So you know, it, it really depends on what your perspective is on what ha- should happen to a body. So okay. if you feel as though a body should never be um, dissected or or just used in parts, you don't want to read this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if, yeah if you're I, against that. Yeah, I was thinking like just like the, the advances in like transplants and stuff we've had since then. Because um, it was like, so I graduated from high school in 2003 and I remember in college when they did the first like face transplant, like mm-hmm. that was such a huge deal. So that would have been like before, I mean, yeah. after this was written and right. there's so right. many other things that, that we have medical advances in since then. Exactly. Yeah. And so but I was because I, of the work that they are able to do on these. Exactly. On these exactly. And, and I think too, that it is, um, it is always, uh, good to note that a lot of the advances in medical care are due to how they have been able to use these cadavers to learn. So, so the advances in in how your body reacts to diabetes or or how heart disease affects you. You know, mm-hmm. they have learned so much by looking at people who suffered from these things from the inside as opposed to just from the outside. So, yeah. But you know, be an organ donor, do all those things. Because, you know, I guess it's I guess it's your perspective, too. I am all for it. I am all for, you know, take whatever you need. I am done using it. So it's all yours. Um, But then there are people out there who, you know, they need it to be whole. They need it to be Uh treated in a specific kind of way. And that's that's great. But um, if you can, I think it's it's uh, a good thing to at least donate your organs because then other people live longer. One thing that she did mention is that not everybody ought to donate their bodies to science because um, if everybody donated their bodies to science, they wouldn't be able to store them or maintain them <laughs> or anything. So, yeah. so it's not like it's a call to to donate Access, your body. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's not like donating blood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but if it if it's interesting to you and you feel that it's going to further science, do it. Very cool. So um, the book I read is um, Dig by A.S. King. And that's a YA, a young adult novel. So it's like pretty different um, from what you've just talked about. Right. (laughs) Um, So I read Dig in January and I read it as part of my book club's mock prints that we do every winter. Um, the Prince is the um, American Library Association Young Adult Library Services Association's annual award for like most distinguished contribution to young adult literature. And so we read it for our mock prince, and then it won the prince um, this year. And it is it is a really weird book. A.S. King writes um, 
kind of like, how would you describe her style? Um, she's kind of like surrealist, um, which isn't like uh, common in young adult literature. There's like her that does it, maybe like one or two other authors. Um, so um, it there's like different things going on, and it's uh, so Dig is about a family who um, told through five or six different characters. Um, not all of whom are named for like the bulk of the book and um, their different perspectives are written in very different ways, but it's about a white family and the effects that like racism and their own racism has had like intergenerationally for mm-hmm. their family. Um, so there's, so there's, here's the characters. So there's the shoveler and they're all teenagers. And then there's an older couple, um, who are like characters also. So the shoveler is a teenage boy who has moved into this Pennsylvania town recently. And he has spent like most of his life moving place to place with his mom and, and has gone to like something like 17 different schools in his life. Um, and he doesn't know like why they've moved to this particular place. His mom doesn't like talk to him about it, but at the beginning of the, of the book um they have a snowstorm and he borrows a shovel from the neighbor to shovel the snow and then um just starts carrying the shovel with him everywhere he goes Mm. and his nickname or name throughout most of the book is the shoveler and he talks about um shoveling through the crap Mm. uh so and then another character the freak is when you're in her perspective she like just appears and disappears Mm. in different places and you kind of like learn what's going on with her uh, throughout the book that's kind of like the big climax of the story um there's a character called can i help you who (laughs) sells um drugs through the rb i think it's arby's drive through where she works and uh, a character called Loretta who keeps a flea circus and like a lunchbox and her uh, mother is in like an abusive relationship um, that's clearly kind of affected the way that uh, she functions as a young person. Mm. Um, and then a character called Malcolm and Malcolm's, um, his narrative is the most straightforward in the book. His dad is dying from cancer or something, and they um, go regularly to Jamaica, I think. And his dad has some sort of business, I think, that has to do with lacing paper products with THC. It's not super touched on. But (laughs) he could take his business card as, like, medicine. Oh, okay. Anyways, so he's always going back and forth. And his grandparents, uh, Gottfried and Marla, are the the older couple that are also part of the story. He has to stay with them because of his his dad is busy doing treatments and stuff. And they end up hiring the shoveler to, like, paint their house 
And so he's always going over there. They have this like big, beautiful house that he's like, they don't need to paint this the same, like repaint it the same color it was before. It's, there's a reason really that I'm here. Um, but he ends up kind of uh, getting to know Malcolm and uh, they realize that they're related and that like all of these characters by the end, like their stories kind of come together um, and you, you learn what's going on with them. It is a really interesting book. There's like lots of um, different threads of things going through that like are good to talk, like for a discussion, a book discussion or to pick apart um, and think about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a quick or easy read for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really worthwhile. And A.S. King is an author I like, I really like, and she's always really willing to, to do like a, to take like a literary risk to see if it'll work. Which oh, I really yeah, that's pretty neat. And I thought it had a copy, but I think my dad must still have it. <laughs> got an advanced copy. Um, but like the cover of the book has potatoes, like underground. Oh, uh huh. Like an illustration of them. Um, and there's this quote that she uses. What do you call it when there's like a quote at the beginning of the book? A uh, quote at the beginning of a book. Epigraph? Yeah. Epigraph? Is it epigraph? Epigraph. Epigraph. It, it's an inscription. A short quotation or saying at the beginning of a book or chapter intended to suggest its theme. Yeah. That's okay. the word I wanted. Okay, so this is the epigraph for the book. I did find it. Yay. And oh, good. it's um it says it's a Spanish proverb. It says a man who prides himself on his ancestry. Is like the potato plant, the best part of which is underground. So that's what's with the the cover of the book and um, kind of the theme of white supremacy in it. Anyway, so I would recommend it if you're really into uh, uh, literary books for young adults. It's a good one. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. It sounds heavy. It is heavy, yes. Dig by A.S. King. Very good. So, have you hung your hammock yet? No, I haven't. It's been raining. Oh, that's right. So, did you see that thing I emailed you with the Kickstarter for that? Yeah. Yeah. So, my brother came over for my birthday, and we had dinner, and uh, he was, like, really admiring the hammock. He's gotten, he's like, this is like my new hammock. And he's gotten really into hammock camping the last year. He does it like, you know, in March, even though it's like freezing cold outside. Um, <laughs> but I was like, yeah. And then Elizabeth showed me the, the hitch you can get to hang your hammock on. Uh-huh. And he was like, why would you do that? And I was like, so you can hammock um, wherever you go. Yeah. If there's no trees. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, yeah, I guess this would be good if you lived in, like, the southwest or something. Exactly. I think the pictures show that it's kind of a mesa out there. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of trees. Yeah. So, you know what I was thinking? What's that? I was thinking for next time we could do our book with a number in the title. We did that already, didn't we? Oh, uh, yes, we did. 
This book also has a number in the title. Oh. So whatever this book falls into. Maybe this is the books bookstore book. Okay. I did read those. I didn't read, I mean, the ones that I read, I didn't particularly like, but I read a couple of them because I couldn't find one I liked. The other option that I was going to throw at you was the YA nonfiction. Have you read yours mm-hmm. yet? Maybe, but not necessarily. Well, did we do that? Because I remember mentioning that I was reading How Dare the Sun Rise, which is the one that I <laughs> read for that category. So I forget what books I've read. But I could definitely do that one pretty okay. easily. We can we can do the we can do the bookstore one. We can do that one. I don't know what else you would want to do. I don't know. It's just this book that I had been waiting for for a long time. It's called mm-hmm. Eight Perfect Murders. That's okay. why I was confused about whether it was my number book or not. But you're right. I read A Thousand Women, the pilot's right. book. Yeah. So that one is that one is about it's, bookstores and libraries and books. Yes. So okay. yeah, I have I have that one done. So I I read one book in the grave. So we could easily do that one. Murders. One book in the grave. Yeah. So that's the mystery. A bookstore yeah. mystery. It's a cozy. Yeah. Oh, this is a bookstore mystery, but it's not cozy. Well, this is I don't know if it's cozy, but it's it's trivial. Let's put it that way. Yeah, then it's, it's cozy. It's fluffy. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's, it's yeah, it doesn't have a cat on the cover. It's got a a book because it's a book binder lady. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. I, I'll do that one. I'll do that one, and then that'll be fine. Because I I read I'll have to look it up again because I read that one in April. So yeah, maybe you could do um you could talk about something else. I can talk about a couple things. But I will put this on my list. I will. Re- I, I mean, because it's a cute story. I mean, it's cute for people who like them. Yeah. Remember when we talked about cozies? Uh, when cozy mysteries were on our list, like last year. Right. And I, and I had said about the one that I read that I thought I was too young to be reading it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This one, I I just don't think I'm cozy material. I mean, I did enjoy the Hamish Macbeth books, um, because mm-hmm. they were. You know, simple, straightforward. The title is tells you who's going to die and you're good to go. And this one is um, I don't I don't think I'm girl enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? It wasn't now that I'm thinking about it. It was the the book that takes place at a holiday. The St. Patrick's Day. Oh, book. that. Yes. It was also a cozy mystery. But the yeah, one that I read. For my official cozy mystery, it was like a bookstore mystery, and I actually like that one. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I don't know, I, I, I enjoy the idea of a cozy mystery, but then when I sit down to actually read them, I don't enjoy them as much as I wish I did. <laughs> uh, you know, I will tell you though, I enjoy the cozy mysteries that have less romance in them because it starts to teeter on that edge of is this a love story or is this a cozy mystery? And I get really I just want the mystery. I don't want the love story. So this one has a pretty strong romance aspect to it. And so, you know how I get with romance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like I want the one I ended up liking. It was a lot of like, I bought this bookstore and now I'm like breaking into this person's house because I think they killed somebody. (laughs) 
I that's I would prefer that one um, to gosh this man seems like he loves me a lot and books (laughs) that's not my thing yeah yeah I know (laughs) yeah we all have our things Becky Mm -hmm. we do I also have my horse on the cover book I had I never found one I wanted to read and you know right now I'm not looking to find a new one to read so so we're gonna dredge up the old ones that we haven't covered yeah. yet and we'll go with those <laughs> well for me anyway yeah. you've got a new you have your new one um yeah I mean I've I've started it I can when I started I didn't have a bookmark with me mm-hmm. so every time I open it I have to like try to figure out where I was I should oh. find a bookmark. <laughs> I only have probably 2,000 bookmarks in my house. Exactly. I was like, seriously? <laughs> I I think you should find a bookmark. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes, like, when I, like, change the sheets, there's, like, bookmarks in there. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, there's that one. <laughs> Page, darn it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, cool. So I I think that um, your plan of starting off light with the will my cat eat my eyeballs and then going into deeper subject matter for with stiff is a good plan for learning about cadavers. Mm -hmm. They're both good books. They both serve a different audience. Obviously, the um, will you eat will my cat eat my eyeballs book would be good for middle graders easily who are curious about what happens to your body because the questions came from kids about that age. So, and then uh, I think that stiff is probably an older audience and somebody who, who actually likes to learn about scientific processes and, and somebody who enjoys reading the footnotes. So. Mm -hmm. And who isn't grossed out easily easily by dead bodies. Yeah. Cause that's obviously the whole book. Yeah. But I liked them both, and I would say, if you can stomach it, go read it. <laughs> yeah, and then I would recommend Dig if, if yeah, if you're looking for like a literary young adult book to read, if you're interested in like like a, the surrealist genre, which can be kind of hard to find, especially in the in the teen section, um, or if you're kind of interested in that exploration of like how, uh racism affects like white families and white people um it's really worthwhile read excellent so two good books this week yay we did it yay for a change (laughs) (laughs) for a change so we're gearing up we liked our books last week too yeah that's true that's true i mean it it pays when we pick books we actually want to read i mean yeah we want to read them all that's right. not what I mean. <laughs> it's, it's nice when they're books that you picked on purpose with an with an actual agenda to read it on purpose, not because it was on the list. Although I start off looking at the list first and saying which ones of these are going to satisfy Becky's needs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's right. All right. So uh, good luck with your distribution this friday hope it goes well yeah i think it will i think it'll be good yep 
I do too. I'm excited. Summer reading's around the corner. So, and don't forget, grown-ups can do it too. Just log mm-hmm. on to Beanstack. Beanstack. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wear my new summer shirt on Friday. All right. So, um, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening to your shelf. Or mine. <laughs> I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. Bye. Bye. Studio time for Your Shelf or Mine is donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. We at the Longview Public Library thank our local stations for their ongoing support. Your Shelf or Mine jingle is written and performed by Megan McKeldry from A Song for You. Find Megan on Facebook or Twitter at Meg McKeldry or online at ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-M-C-E-L-D-E-R-R-Y. ReverbNation.com slash Megan McKeldry. Epigraph. Epigraph.